And good morning and welcome to the VSA Capital 5 Minute Morning Miner. It's uh, Monday, it's the 23rd of August. Um, actually, I've been down for a long weekend in Cornwall. I'm still down here. I think I'll drive back this evening because I've got things to do. Well, the weather is gorgeous. Um, how are you, Paul? I'm fine, thank you. Yes, they're fine. You had a good weekend? Yes, I would have to say we did. Yep. Excellent. So I had a wonderful round of golf. Four people, all city people, or ex-city people. Good gossip has to be said. Um, anyway, not for this podcast. Let's start. Now, look, I think the one today, and I find it all a bit complicated, Paul, but you can explain it to us, is that Vast Resources is doing a deal with Gem Diamonds and they have a joint venture with Botswana Diamonds and everything. Can, can you all sort of explain what's going on here? Yes, try to put it in a nutshell here for uh, just a minute or two here. Uh, vast, these uh, companies are all AIM-listed companies, and it's all about diamonds in Botswana. Uh, Gem Diamonds has had the uh, Gagu mine there. It's an underground ramp mine on Karen maintenance for several years now because it wasn't economic to produce uh, in the low diamond price environment back a few years ago. But diamond prices are quite a bit higher now, and uh, we've got Botswana Diamonds and Vast Resources uh, have joined up in a joint venture to uh, essentially buy the mine from Gem Diamonds for a cost of roughly $19 million. There's a $4 million down payment, uh, but uh, the Vast is going to be the majority holder with a 90% share of the joint venture. And it intends to pay off uh, or finance the rest of the uh, purchase uh, via bank debt. Uh, there isn't intended to be any new equity to be placed in the deal. Now, the deposit uh, is well um, uh, developed. It's about $250 million worth of uh, sunk investment into this mine and plant. Uh, it has a 20 million carat uh, resources which are SAMREC compliant and it's uh, right around 18 carats per 100 tons. So it's definitely something which is a very advanced project as far as uh, the uh, experience for Botswana diamonds and vast resources that gets them involved in diamonds uh, uh, for the first time, whereas they're a base metal producer in the Balkans at the moment. Yeah, it seems a strange sort of move. I'm sure there's some logic to it. Uh, and I, I still can't quite work out whether you buy one, two or three of them. Um, do you have a view on that or not at the moment? No, I'd have to read through the details a little bit more thoroughly, I would have to say. And and first off, it won't close, it'll go through at all if VAST doesn't arrange the uh, uh, bank finance. That's a prerequisite. So uh, we'll let's see how it plays out here. Well, well, we'll watch it. And if anybody really wants to know our opinion, you probably better direct messages and we'll, we'll give you a further view. Uh, right. Uh, what else you got? You want to mention this morning, Paul? We've got Aim quoted uh, Explorer in in Cameroon for gold Oriole resources. They've put a compliant uh, first uh, Jork resource estimate on the far east south uh, project there they have in Cameroon. 155,000 ounces at 1.26 grams per ton in the inferred category, and that is an open pitable um, estimate uh, that they've uh, created there. They still have a, a model target for that deposit uh, about twice that size because it's still open at depth and a long strike. So they'll continue to drill on this thing. Uh, they're in joint venture with I am Gold on the TSX. Okay. Um, anything else you want to mention this morning that's catching your eye? 
Yeah, we I start to get these feed-throughs now of publicly listed firms that are listed or otherwise operating in China. And China Hanwang, which is an iron ore producer in China, but also a significant gold mine uh, explorer developer in Australia, they published their interim results today. Uh, well up on their revenues for iron ore, up 63% year on year. So the real good numbers for the interims there with a gross profit, which is up 40% in the first half. And their gold activity is uh, progressing nicely over the period here too, because they've re increased uh, uh, gold uh, ounces in resources by about 49% year on year. Uh, to in excess of uh, or almost 2 million ounces on the Rustler Roost uh, gold deposits there. So they're making very good progress and uh, it'll be nice to see what, how they uh, plan to uh, work through the uh, portfolio here on an ongoing basis. I'll tell you what I found interesting actually about that announcement, Paul, is that they're, they're having a big push to try and uh, use wind power for their, uh, their power, aren't they? Yes, it's part of the wider thing throughout China, the, more or less as a separate uh, kind of uh, initiative uh, within China Hanwang. Uh, but they will be uh, uh, working uh, much more thoroughly with wind power because they do. The, there is a national imperative to displace uh, coal over time here, and wind is going to be a big part of it. Well, I mean, I think it's something we need to see a lot. You know, the mining industry talks about it, but there's a lot of talk, not a lot of do in my view. But we've got to have more eco-friendly mining if we're going to go down this transitional energy route. And that does mean powering these mines with wind and solar. And a lot of them actually is ideal conditions for them. Um, you know, and you put up your, that, you need, obviously you need energy storage. You need to start getting electric, you know, big monster trucks. But it can all be done. And so I find there's a lot of talk at the moment, not enough action. And I think the well, first mining companies, yeah, I'll let you speak in a second, but the first mining companies that actually really do it We'll get a big premium on their stock. The the initi the initiatives are underway in all of the geographies among the mining sector. So I would say, as a sector, they're one of the leaders essentially to be pushing toward moving a power supply to operations on renewables. The issue has always been. Uh, that the actual cost of the power on a, a per a kilowatt basis has always been higher in cost than the alternatives such as natural gas or uh, or uh, fuel oil or that sort of thing. But uh, with the with the real push for um, reducing fossil fuel emissions as well as the uh, uh, real threat that the taxation on fossil fuel uh, power production is going to go up. The incentive has just ri risen that much more. I think you just proved my point, Paul. It, it's an awful lot of talk. The reality is now that the cost um, is coming down so rapidly that actually you can put it in place. Um, it's not an issue. Anyway, we will uh, agree to disagree, so to speak, but I, I'm correct. Uh, I would say that uh, we agree, actually, that we just have a different perspective. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we call it a day there, and we'll speak again tomorrow, Paul. All right, see you then.